that's the thing about the Florida parks is it's mm. it is uh, the wild west over in Florida. They're just like they you, they you get in and you're over twenty one and there's a they they're already shoving a beer bong down your throat. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, oh, what's happening? <laughs> the Goofy's just making you do a keg stand against your will. Is he trying to like taunt you the butt chug? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You know? He's like, I soaked this in vodka, stick it up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Jello shots. <laughs> well, I heard you like to get wet. What? <laughs> You gotta hit this or else how I know you're not a dark. <laughs> oh my god. That's the best episode of Miami Vice I've ever heard. <laughs> Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we gotcha. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. Hello, welcome to Pop Saga, brought to you by 106, FRSK, and Fox 2. In a world where comic books are all the rage, there are two dudes in decrepitude who navigate the comic retailer underbelly, pulling only the choice comic books for their discerning readers, while trying to also get the best deals on a Babylon 5 action figure. Join John Might, 2.5D dimensional being with the powers to annoy, and Mr. Forlsplick, a six-dimensional podcaster in a 3D world. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. There you go. Yeah, Enjoy it. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I mean, could you imagine? Oh, if only I had the the powers and fun little uh, pork pie hat of that mischievous little imp. I mean, you could have one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the pork pie hat is well within my reach. Yeah, and it's green too. Like it's it's you. He is you. Like you are him. Yeah, good, fantastic. You are him. Enjoy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You. I mean. Yeah, and people mess up spelling your name all the time. That's true. That's true. I. they usually just leave the R out, which I'm fine with. I'll be a noun. I don't care. Have Not you a ever, proper noun, but a noun. Have you ever had your name spelt worse than just leaving the R out? Because, I mean, mm. that one kind of makes sense, right? What most people are used to, but... Yeah. I was once interviewed by uh, the Oculus or Facebook's like marketing department. Okay. And when I was at uh, one of the Oculus events... And uh, they spelled, like, both... I, they took time to, like, here, let me write it out. Is this what your name is? And I was like, yes, that's what... Like, the guy spent, like, extra time trying to figure out what my name was. And then when it was actually on the the, the Facebook, both of my first and last names were terribly misspelled. Like, in a way that's not a name. It's like, 
it's was so far off it was not even like it had some of the shared letters but it wasn't like a name that anybody else not even not even in the correct shared spaces no i mean it was just it was like i it, i was i didn't care because i'm not like oh this is my big break on facebook <laughs> but i was more like why go to the extra effort like just, <laughs> why like, just go spell to- it wrong if you're gonna spell yeah, it wrong just, just spell just- it so wrong that's great. Like, like, was it PH? No, no. PHO? It like started with an forest? F. I wish I could find it. I won't and don't care to, but. That's great. Yeah. I don't I was just like, okay, well, whatever. It doesn't really matter anyway. I mean, I get it. Like, people spell my name wrong. Yeah, like, well, maybe it was because I didn't really have anything interesting to say. They're like, why do you love developing in VR? And I'm just like. Uh, I, I was like, I had to come up with something besides it's the, what the my boss said to do. Because <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. But I mean, I like I think VR is very cool, and I I think at the time I thought it was going to be much bigger than it ended up being. But uh, you know, there are I mean, I, I'm selling it a little short. There are some fun things about art directing and something in VR, but whatever. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I mean, oh, no, VR suffers from the same problem as AR or anything else that requires you to wear big, bulky shit. Mm-hmm. No one wants to do it. Yeah, friction. That's uh, it. Any sort of, like, barrier of entry that exists will be, will just lessen your audience and narrow it. I mean, I think that, that the the Quest 2 probably gets as close as you can with the current technology is it's comfortable and light and wireless for the most part and so that's pretty cool but at the same time you know you still gotta wear something on your head i was actually working out in vr for a while oh and, congrats well not Three recently digital abs uh i mean yeah, sure yeah my digital avatar was yoked it was fantastic awesome. i was the same old uh puddle of suspicious goo um, sounds like you were doing it wrong yeah but it was i was playing like a boxing game and it was you know get you work up working out with a sweat but guess where that sweat goes right onto your vr headset and then yeah. you're just like yeah you're constantly having to change the little foam thing or throw the foam thing away or burn the foam thing in some sort of ritual fire Ugh. yeah you're like just just make it a juicy foam thing huh? oh it's oh man when it came off oh boy it was like a whole new world of fungal growth inside of this VR <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I'm good. That's why I just don't work out. Don't sweat. Don't need to replace foam things I don't have. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, I, that's a good strategy. Mm. Uh, because, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's cool. I've, I've been really... I've been, I've been teetering on the edge of trying out this new VR MMO that I... I'm, I'm sad to say that I can't recall the name of, but it's been getting some pretty good press. But then, like, the I read reviews, and they're like, oh, you know, 10 minutes in, suddenly I came upon somebody doing a thing, and we had a whole, we talked for, like, 10 minutes. That part, I'm like, that sounds so scary. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to... I don't want to be interact with people, which is like the weirdest thing for somebody who loves MMOs to say. But it is a yeah. weird kind of thing about like I play this game so like a like a solo player, but I have people around me, and that is I take some weird comfort in that. Yeah, I mean, look, anyone who's viewed Horde Chat in any of the amount of multiple amount of years that Wow has been out there, 
you, you don't really want to meet most people. Yeah, Bar- <laughs> Baron's chat specifically. Shout out to the horrifying Baron's chat. E chat. Yep. E chat. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know, actually, uh, so, John, you and I have been playing, or at least, I don't know if you have, but I've been playing Elden Ring. You played some of it, I know that for sure. You yeah, then I got, uh, I got sidetracked, but, uh, tonight's the night, <laughs> gonna give it another try. Uh, that, I, I was trying to think of a popular song that starts with tonight's the night, but I forgot <laughs> it and just started doing my own thing it didn't work but yeah i like no i think it worked better i like that i mean let's let's cut that out because uh i think we got ourselves the next pop song pop saga presents a pop songa tonight's the night (laughs) gonna give Elden ring another try (laughs) yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try you know um i'm new to this souls uh game i i posted on the the Facebooks about whether I should play it or not, and then saw a bunch of conversation about that comment because I just flippantly threw in the closest thing I've played to a Souls game is Jedi Fallen Order. Let me clarify something. I know that's not a Souls game. That's why I said <laughs> the closest thing I played was that. But it's I, like, I, it's like I think I did I say it was Souls for babies because uh, that's kind of what. It's because it's like Souls in that the combat is kind of like it. To, well, to I a mean, little bit. they have the little the the fire that you go to that you can spend points in, mm-hmm. right? That's yep. that's a carryover. Um, you have a limited amount of heals. Your health bar is pretty, you know, like you have to dodge. You know, there are comparable mechanics. Yes, it is Obviously definitely a not the, Souls-like. Yeah, but I wasn't like, this, you know, this game's pretty dark. You know, this is pretty souls. Like, <laughs> I feel, I feel like I'm in danger all the time. I, I never said that. But holy, thank you for the spirited conversation on that post. But like, I fired up the Elden Ring, and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> well, it helps on like the your character's a lot more like mobile in uh, Fallen Order. And also the fact that you have the force really <laughs> that really comes in handy in a way that you really wish you had that on uh Elden Ring. Hell yeah. I fought a wolf dude in a cave. Oh man, that part's hard. How many times did you die? Once. Oh what? <laughs> okay, I need to try I need to rethink my class choice. What uh class did you uh choose? The first one was like the rogue or bandit or something. And, and I was like, I don't want to get that close to anybody. Mm-hmm. Smart. And, and then I, so I went samurai and that really feels weird in this world. <laughs> like it feels like a real out of left field choice. Yeah. Especially since it seems weirdly like specific. Cause they have these kind of umbrella terms for the other classes, like bandit vagabond prisoner and then they're like a samurai (laughs) (laughs) although so there's like the land of reeds which is where the these samurai characters come from and it is sort of like a fantasy amount of like version of japan kind of from what i can gather from reading a little bit of the lore but it's like uh you know it's a uh, a misty island that's cut off from the rest of the uh the world I mean, maybe, but this this dude is just a samurai. There's yeah, like, he's just a straight up samurai. 
It's just like he walked out of the pages of any movie book comic yeah. documentary you've ever seen. Uh-huh. Um, but then, like, you know, I'm like, okay, well, does he have a shield? And then I've got, like, this hubcap shield thing that he has. I'm like, why is it so small? Why is it wooden? Why does it look like it used to hold booze in it? You know, like. <laughs> but at least the sword is longer. But, like, I don't know. But so far, so I tried that. But now I kind of want to try magic. Yeah, so I chose the prisoner, which is the yeah. guy in the weird sort of uh, light bulb uh, iron mask. I mean, gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta. Uh, but uh, and it's weird because they they still had to rig it like a flexible helm, and so it just bends like crazy. You're like, what? What is this? This isn't metal. Oh my gosh! It's this is just old it's a, cheese. It's a sock. Uh, yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's a crunchy yeah. sock on your. It's head. just a crunchy sock on my head. Yep. Ugh. More terrifying, truly, than an iron mask if you think about it. But yeah, fair. Uh. But, uh, yeah, so he's got, he's a little bit of, uh, he's got a, a rapier and a little, kind of what you're talking about, like a little hubcap shield, but he's also got a staff that allows him to use spells. And the first spell that this character gets, I don't know about, like, the, the pure magic class, but the first one that this character gets is, it's, like, it summons a sigil, and then that shoots out a sword towards whoever you have um targeted but there is a significant delay between when you summon the sword and when it actually hits the person and if they move they can literally dodge it like it tries to seek it there's a little bit of like heat seeking missile aspect to it but it it can miss and it has missed in the most crucial of situations it's very powerful but just as a warning there it's like every single systems in a souls game is something that you have to learn there's nothing that is like this makes sense (laughs) yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie it feels like driving a car that lost its transmission yeah sure there's like a like i mean i guess you can kind of do it but you don't want to um so i need to find something that gives me a little bit more mobility but you know graphically it looks pretty good i could give two shits about the story um even if you did give all the shits about the story, mm. you would be like, "Okay, what?" Because I'm really trying. <laughs> like, like the, the the one consensus between me and my brother-in-law is it just seems like whoever designed all the creatures and stuff for this game just put every like had access to everyone's waking nightmares. Oh and yeah, was just like yeah, I'm gonna just model that. Uh, someone, yes. you know, Carl had a really fucked up dream last night. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's going in the game. All the the Souls games have always been just like about. Oh god, uh, just drop something on the floor. Hope that showed up on the podcast. That's that's uh, floor drop. Uh, secret number one Easter egg. <laughs> Hit your punch cards, Pop Saga fans. But uh, the uh, yeah, Souls games have always been about those monsters have always been just such a crazy, well designed nightmares to your point and uh even their other games like uh um oh geez what is it called the one that has like the gothic horror it's playstation exclusive bloodborne bloodborne yes that's also got a bunch of really disgusting monsters in it that still haunt my dreams to this day to this very day but uh 
I'm really I'm impressed the... with that you only died. So you were playing this. Were you playing the samurai when you killed yeah, that yeah. Uh, wolfman? Yep. Yep. Wow, I am very impressed. I actually, I didn't die to the wolfman, but I died to the wolves outside a bunch. Yeah. No, I didn't. That didn't happen to me at all. Nice. Well, I got. I'm just wearing like a a blouse and some hammer pants. And a crunchy sock on. And a crunchy sock on it, so it might be explained why I'm uh, I'm getting killed so so often. But well, I mean, I died to the wolf dude because I got hung up on something, um, right? And I was just like, oh, all right, that chair really messed me up. It was just like right there, and I, I thought for some strange reason I'd be able to. It have physics or something, but that one didn't. Oh. Like it was a true oh, no. set piece. So I was just like, oh okay, and it was like <laughs> killed me, and I was like, fuck, okay, I gotta run through this cave again. So I'm like, <laughs> kill the one wolf who's kind of in my way, and I'm like, sorry, wolf, I gotta go kill your dad. <laughs> oh, I, you know, that's smart because you could just port back to the to the the site of grace or whatever it's called. Yeah, I picked like one like up over on the top of the hill. It's like since it's like one of the few that you get pretty early on. So then I I went you know went <laughs> killed the wolf. Said I'm gonna go kill your dad now. And then I went in. <laughs> I assume like I don't know. And then they might be estranged. Um, and then I'm like I go in the room. I'm like okay, it's you and me again, Wolfie. This is going down. And then yeah, I I lit him on fire because the samurai comes with a longbow with nice. Both fire arrows and regular arrows and i realized that arrows in this game are terrible but i still lit the wolf on fire a little bit and then i went over shank 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 dodge 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 <laughs> shank dodge shank dodge swipe 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 shank 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 dodge shank, dodge shank and he's Arr! and then i claimed my runes or my souls or whatever that I left in there, I took them back, and I was like, "My souls are now mine again." And then, yeah, you gotta keep, keep hang on to every one of those. Those are your leveling up currency. Yeah, I, I went over, and I, it's it is. There's definitely a learning curve of trying to figure out what's what. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, I'm gonna give it the good old college try. I put Lost Ark on uh a, a holding pattern for now yeah. hey know, it'll still little... be there <laughs> exactly you know no, no rush no rush um so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give it a try again i will report back if i'm like okay this game's a bs you know what i'm saying okay i can't i can't wait to uh to hear that update i uh i played it a bit last night i got to a pretty big boss and oh. I got a some sort of power that allows me to summon a helper that is AI controlled, and that's what I thought I was doing. But instead, I kept summoning a real player. I realize now, because you know you can uh, part of the game is you can get these items, and then you can basically inscribe by a boss. You can just like inscribe uh, your want to help people or to like you know co-op. Mm-hmm. with people uh and so i didn't realize that i thought i was summoning an ai character but I, <laughs> indeed i was summoning some dude and i was kind of letting him take the brunt of the damage <laughs> he's like hey hey what's up because yeah. oh, he was i mean he was also a, like a mage class and it wasn't a great pairing to begin with but he was really getting up there in the face of this boss and just like hammering on it 
I can see now that I should have also probably been doing the same <laughs> yeah, I thing. I should have assisted him. But I was just kind of hanging back and shooting him with a couple, you know, magic missiles. And uh, I did that maybe three or four times before just giving up. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't realize until later that it was a person. And I was just thinking about, from his perspective, that must have been so annoying. Because, like, I would, we, we would fight the boss, totally just get owned. And then I went right back and I'm like, come on, let's do it again. Come on, buddy, you and me. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll just be like, hmm, maybe I'll just sit back and figure out the boss's pattern this time and then really get at it next time. <laughs> or I'd run and get, like, one time I run, ran and tried to just go through the other door, see if I could just totally bypass the boss. And that's, of course, not something you can do. But Or I would run and get, like, my souls from last time. Like, okay, I could die now. The other guy was like, what the hell? Was it the same guy or different people? It like was the same guy the every time. Oh, God. Because he right. put it out there that he wanted to go. Like, I didn't, like, request him, but he had, I, I had found his little, it's a, called, like, a gold inscription or whatever. And I'd found it, and I thought it was the AI summoning thing, because the guy's, like, the guy's name is, like, Wizard Aster. And I was like, that's a... T- <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that's a person's name because that's real dumb uh so i was just like oh cool this must be this got this has to be the ai although i should have been clued off when i summoned them in the first time they kind of just like bumped against the wall and were kind of looking around being weird and i kept like i kept like running back and forth to see if the ai would follow me <laughs> but it was it was just a guy who must have been like what the fuck? Why am I here? What is happening? I want to beat this boss. That's all I want. I need help. And what is this guy? He keeps calling me back. And like he was decked. He looked like Gandalf. He had a huge hat and like he had a staff and a robe and everything. I just I have a what is essentially a some sort of leather sex mask. <laughs> it looks like a light bulb, and then. The blouse from the the blouse from Seinfeld and hammer pants on tucked into boots. <laughs> he must have been like, "Oh no, not this guy again!" What is this? You t- you task rabbit the long wizard, I guess. Yeah, it was. I just because uh, <laughs> I wish I could be like, "Hey, buddy, sorry about that. I thought you were AI." <laughs> I mean, you kind of played like a bot to be truthful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was like, he had so many cool spells. He was so, I was like, wow, this is a cool bot. I'm, we're going to totally do this. We didn't even get close. Maybe like halfway. But uh, wow. just wanted to say sorry to you out there. If last, if uh, February, uh, t- <laughs> February 26th at nighttime, you were hoping to beat this really hard boss in this really hard game. And you got summoned at least four times by someone who was not taking it seriously. Um, my apologies. <laughs> well, I'll be looking forward to it. Yeah, I, you two could, <laughs> you two could waste someone else's time. That's what I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna do that. That's gonna sounds good. Now, can I ask you a question before yeah, we get started in the, the the actual episode about comics and stuff? Oh, right. That's what we're talking about. Yes, please. Yeah, do you know what space tastes like? Uh, John, I didn't, but I do now. So, you've had it. I have, I think I know exactly what you're getting at, and yes, I have experienced space. 
Okay, so the flavor of space, I should say. Yes, I have in my hand right now space flavored Coca-Cola. Okay, have you tried it yet? No, I was going to try it on the pod. So this is fantastic. I had to dust this off, but I think it's worth it. So while I open it, here we go. Here come the fizzy friends. Bubbly bodies, the fun never ends. You'll never find a show quite so nice. Fizzy sodas are our only vice. It's time for oh, fizzy friends. Grab a pot, the show's <laughs> about to begin. With a couple of real soda jerks. <laughs> and talk about going. tonic slaps. Yeah, one true perk. It's now, not done yet. further it's ado, not. the fizzy friends. And applause. So we tacked it on it. Okay. Well, while that delightful theme song was Yes, going. thank you very much, Forrest. And here we are, the Fizzy Friends, uh, here with John. He's about to take his first taste of Coca-Cola's new Starlight flavor. Flavored okay. by space. All right. It smells like space. Actually, it smells like cotton candy. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, opened. It's cold. Oh, thank God. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. Wouldn't try a new Coca-Cola product hot. Hot Coke, not on John's watch. Anyway, all right, let's go. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Before, yeah. <laughs> before you give us our uh, your, your uh, take on it, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's first, let's see what Coke said about this new flavor uh new flavor um, okay. <laughs> uh they said they said uh it's inspired by space and it should have notes reminiscent of stargazing around a campfire as yep. well as a cooling sensation that evokes the feeling of a cold journey to space so i think campfire is correct as in somehow they bottled a campfire. <laughs> it's got a it, it it's got like a smoky cotton candy taste with like yeah, like a real kind of sugary back end mm. and it's it also like, it's also disturbingly red. Yeah, it is definitely lighter like this is some shit morbius would want to <laughs> get a hold of oh man <laughs> you mean the living vampire yeah of course the only one he's like you know i've stopped my insatiable bloodthirst by getting starlight <laughs> oh yeah um this is funky um i don't like it yeah <laughs> I was uh, I was similarly unimpressed by this new flavor. Uh, I uh, I will say though, having going into tasting it, I w- I had a previously established expectation, and that is that expectation was that it would taste like raspberries and rum because I read a article from the Guardian that said that scientists based on the uh, chemical composition at the center of the galaxy, said it tastes like raspberries and rum. Raspberries and rum sounds delicious. And so that's kind of what I was expecting. Because that, I mean, because they're like, it's inspired by space. There's literally science 
on what space tastes like. Okay, so just do a quick Google search and figure it out. Because if you say it's inspired by space, someone's actually done the math and said this is what space tastes like. <laughs> so, so I would, did not get that. So I was disappointed from the from the jump off. But uh, yeah, I felt it. The taste, the cotton candy was very prevalent. It felt like it felt like there was some ginger. Or there's some vanilla and ginger, some sort of spice, nutmeg, something that gives it that kind of like earthy, smoky taste. And then they said there's like a cooling sensation, which I did not feel, and I'm kind of worried about what I put in my body. That it's I just mean, it was anti-freeze. cold. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel cooler. Yeah, I think they just put more citric acid in there to burn your throat more. Yeah, probably. I but mean, not whew. super. Not a huge fan. No, no. And here I thought I was, you know, I was going to the future. And instead, the future tastes like garbage. Yep. All right, anyway. Okay. Well, I hope you love that. Uh, I hope everyone out there enjoyed that mini episode of the Fizzy Friends. Uh, we are the Fizzy Friends. That's I'm right. I'm not going to play the song again. That- it is quite too long, but maybe <laughs> it'll come back with a different song. We will end this bit. And move on to the comic bin. You can see me now. I'm just singing as long as the other. Anyway, whatever. Okay. We're done. We're <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, uh, but you're right. It's another poll list episode. We did one for January. We're doing one for February, even though it's going to come out in March. This is still, you know, we're just into March. We can't do one for March yet. But this is February's poll list episode. And mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with that, it's just uh, John and I are going to talk about the comics that we have uh, bought and read over this month. Yep, yep. I have. Um, I, I I pulled four. I had more, but I pulled four. Um, mm-hmm. I've got. Uh, I've got. Let's see here. I've got uh, one, two. Yeah, I've got about four. The I've got two of of uh, books from one series, but four more or less. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing if I'm going to be picking up anything new at the comic book store. Mm-hmm. And speaking of comic book stores, we we talked a little bit last time. I was going to make the trek out to an actual brick and mortar comic book store, and I did. Uh, Oh, that's right. I want to give a shout out to Mighty Moose Comics in the Factoria Mall in Bellevue, Washington. Cool Mighty, store? Uh, yeah, you know, it's in a, it's in a mall, uh, indoor mall, and it's real kind of small inside, but it has all those hallmarks of uh, comic stores that I think I really uh, appreciate and value, which is to say it's very cramped. And there are boxes of comics everywhere, and I believe I spoke to the owner of the comic store, and uh, he was uh, he was uh, nice, but uh, a little bit gruff in that comic store owner way that you want. I mean, you want the comic store owner to be that way, and I think that he he was everything I was hoping for uh, and more. And so, big shout out to whatever your name is, sir. I'm sure it's on the website, but Mighty Moves Comics. Uh, I read up a little bit about the place, and apparently it started on the East Coast and migrated out here to uh, the Seattle area. That's a trek. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. I, too, went to a couple of brick-and-mortar places. Oh, very cool. I was uh, hunting down the elusive new She-Hulk number one, and I could not find it. 
So it is flying off the rack. Fortunately for me, I you know I know some people in the shady underworld of uh, comic bookdom, and hopefully by the next pull list episode, I'll be able to talk about that comic. Ooh, what a tease! Yes, I, I I tried to get as many variant covers as possible. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I uh I I actually got some variant covers myself this time out. Nice. Oh All yeah. Right, well, it was fantastic. It's just great to get out there. And I want to say I think this is the, the message of all of our pool pull list episodes before we get started. I would say if you like comics at all, please go out and frequent and patronize your local comic book establishment. Things the restrictions are dropping people are vaccinated and it's time to get back out there it's safely but back out there and supporting your local comic book shop because they are you know what i saw in there i saw a bunch of uh i saw a bunch of kids that reminded me of me when i was a kid uh you know having indoor kids fun in a comic book store looking at the new the brand new books that came in asking the owner about stuff that sold out that's, that, that, that can't go away. It's got to stay around. It, it needs to stay around. Has to stay around. It's, it's a great place to learn about something you didn't even know you were looking for. That's that's half my fun. That's half the fun for me going to a comic book store is trying to see if I can find something new. Like I've even I picked up three new comics for this one. And oh, very uh, one, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other ones, you know, I've been continuing on, but I, I wanted to give it another shout out. So, yeah, you know, always dipping the toes, trying something else. I also realized I had a lack of Marvel the last pull list, so I went Marvel crazy this time around. Mm, yeah, I got a, a few DC books, a few Marvel, no image or anything independent print, so it's going to be all big boys this time. But uh, no, no young blood issues? No, no this time. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, John, why don't you start us off? Why don't you tell us about one of the comics that you are enjoying this month? All right. First comic I picked up was because, uh, the wife and I have been rewatching Daredevil because we realized we never saw the third season. <laughs> I think you and a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah. But then we were kind of like, well, do you remember the other two? And I was like, eh, I think he daredeviled stuff. <clears throat> <laughs> so being in that uh, daredevil state of mind, I noticed that they had a number one for Electra, black, white, and blood. And um, the, the comic is in black and white with streaks of red. And uh, they got me because the cover was drawn by John Romita Jr. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who I think probably draws my favorite version of Electra. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to buy it without opening it uh, because that's how confident I was in it. And I wish I would have opened it. No, no. <laughs> so uh, from what I gather with this black, white and blood, it seems like there's a few characters who've gotten this treatment. Um, seems like Deadpool has as well. And the idea is it's like a couple of, it's like three mini stories within a comic. Mm-hmm. And each one of these were, interesting because they were more like variants of electra but not like 
hardcore Electra stories, except save for one. Mm -hmm. um, so it's drawn by different uh, artists, written by different people for each one. Uh, like uh, the three chapters are called Red Dawn, Not the Devil, and The Crimson Path. And like one was Electra fighting vampires, and she was bitten by a Morbius, I guess. And um, since that she was becoming a vampire, and then kills herself later by uh, standing in sunlight so she doesn't attack the village that she is a part of. Uh, it, it was drawn okay. Okay. <laughs> then the uh, second one was more like a traditional Electra story where she, and I, I actually like the way this one's drawn. It's got a real like artsy fartsy look to it. And it's her going after these, um, you know, hand members and uh, of the Yakuza. And, uh, she just goes on a, a killing tour like Electra does. Like she's want to do. Yes. Like she's want to do. And, you know, she kills the bad guy, but saves the bad guy's kid. And she's all the kids all distraught, you know, whatever. And then the third one was really weird. It takes place kind of like in this afterlife looking thing where it's all, um, like kind of Greek God, um, inspired. Oh, where interesting. She's, where she's all, all actually decked in white, uh, protecting this one child from these uh, suits of armor, like armored demons, including one that's kind of dressed like Daredevil. And as she's, you know, slaying these demons, her outfit becomes more and more traditional Electra bloodied and so forth. Uh, she kills the Daredevil looking demon, and then the kid turns into a star. And then Electra's by a tree. Uh, okay, well, if you were looking forward to reading that one, I don't think you need to anymore. Yeah, the reason why I did that was because it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, so this is more of a warning. Yeah, more of a warning. There's nothing there. I mean, the thing is, there's no continuity to it. It seems like they're going to continue this series. Uh, there's an uh, advertisement for issue number two. And the cover looks like it's been drawn by Adam Hughes. So I can't complain there, but I don't know if I'll actually be picking this one up. Because um, there's really nothing in it, if that makes sense. So it doesn't really... It's Well, you, like you said, it's a bunch of short stories. So if you're not there for the art, then they're probably not going to be canon short stories. So No, not what's... No, none of these <laughs> stories are canon. They all look like they're taken out of continuity. Mm -hmm. They're all more, it seems like more about the myth of Electra or, you know, these different takes on it. It like the, like I said, the center one was probably my favorite story and it's, uh, not the devil by Leonardo, uh, Romero. Okay. And he, he wrote it and inked it. It looks like and drew it. I like the way that one looks and it probably was the most Electra story. The most electrifying, you might say. Yeah, okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> where's my... Um, yeah, it was, It was. you know, I see JRJR art, I'm automatically like, ooh, but I should realize, you know, he hasn't really been drawing full books for a while now. <laughs> so. Unfortunately. Yeah, but that's a, this is, if anything, this is kind of a cautionary tale. A great cover could pull you in. 
but sometimes the content inside needs to not match it in terms of fidelity, but match it in terms of quality, if that makes sense. Like, I'm okay if the art is kind of, if the story is captivating enough, I can, I can let that go. This one was just like, oh, there's nothing in here that made me go like, yes, this really speaks to me as of Electra. I understand the character more because they're all kind of out of context. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I mean, I, then I guess the the take is if you like those artists that are in there that you didn't care for, but maybe if you out there do, that's a reason to pick it up, but otherwise maybe not not any other reason. <laughs> you know what I would do with a series like this? I don't know if I would go single issue it, mm. even though I know the covers will probably be stellar. I'd wait to see if this was collected. Yeah, and because, you know, spoiler alert, you can get those covers in the back of the collected issues more often than not. Exactly. You know, you NFT it, right click, save it, it's now yours. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh but no, I mean realistically I would want if I'm not going to get like one contiguous story or arc, then I want more. Right, you know what I mean? Like I wanna just we have a swath of stories. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, if you're interested in this type of stuff and you you want different takes of Electra, or, you know, any character, and they kind of put it in this mode, I probably would actually wait for the trade paperback because I think you actually get a lot more value for it. So that's my number one, Electra. Black, white, and blood. Very cool. Well, kind of uh, following in the, your footsteps and, and sort of a cautionary tale, I don't know if this series is bad necessarily, but I did, much like I'm sure you did, when I went into the comic book store, I just kind of walked around and I, I the, saw a cover. You know, it had to be a character that I liked, but I saw a cover that spoke to me, and I said, I'm going to pick that one up. Because a lot of them, you know, there were... A lot of them I hadn't read the maybe the first issue in the series, or they didn't have the first issue in the series at the comic book store. So I'm a big time Green Lantern fan, as you might have mm-hmm. guessed. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. why I love of all things Green. Uh, but uh, so I picked up. A, I saw an issue of Green Lantern. It was granted it is ten, uh, number ten in this certain this uh, current series. So there's obviously some I was going to be missing out on, but it was called the Ascension of John Stewart which is cool, too, because I like Jon Stewart uh, as Green Lantern. And uh, and uh, cautionary tale. If you're out there and you see number 10 of a series, maybe don't pick it up. Because this one did not do that comic book thing that they've been very helpfully doing lately, That where they give you a little rundown of the story thus far. And like the first page, they have like a paragraph to explain where you're at in the story. Helps you pick up an issue in the middle of the run this didn't have that so there was no context and it's like okay john stewart's a god and is why he was married and she's dead and then he's an even bigger god and then these other gods show up and i'm just like huh what <laughs> what is happening it was just so confusing and to add on to that unfortunately i was really not a fan of the 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 pencils or the color uh the colorist uh, in this one um just all sort of 90s style stuff in the worst way um some weird anatomy stuff in there it just was not a huge fan of the art um and so 
it was just like a lose-lose. <laughs> oh. Just like you said, I should have looked inside. I should have just taken a peek. Uh, the cover was very good. I didn't recognize the artist who did the cover necessarily right off the bat, but uh, I liked it. It was very evocative. And then I looked inside once I got it home, and yeah. Maybe this story is really cool, and like this is, and if I came in issues before, I would have been really into it, but... I mean, I certainly like the amount of wacky Green Lantern stuff that is happening in it. You know, the multiversal gods and giant, uh, you know, uh, mind-controlling head monsters. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And, of course, all the different spectrums of ring colors are something I really enjoy. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Maybe I'll... I don't know. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to try it. <laughs> maybe when it's collected, I'll take a look at it and see if it's a, if there's a, maybe another artist who, who does work on it. But uh, yeah, I would like to see what John Stewart's up to these days. But that one was confusing, and I didn't care for the art. It's weird. Sometimes you kind of wish they they would prescribe to, um, you know, the Stan Lee approach where everybody's comic is their first one. So, yeah. Sure. You know, yeah, like you said, normally if there's not a recap in the front, it's like the hero will be like, I can't believe Nova blew up the Nova Corpse. I'm going to have to do, you know, like, and then there's a little tag of the bombs is like, last issue. And you're like, oh, okay, but at least thank you for catching me up to this point. So I have a sense like, since John Stewart has become a god, he's done crazy things. Yeah. You know, but he still hasn't gotten car insurance yet. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, all right, well, oh, weird. Cool. That's an interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, that's disappointing, but it shows sometimes when you're walking through a comic book store, like you said, you'll go like, "Ooh, I'll take one of these. Ooh, and a one of these. Oh, and I'll take a this one and this one." Absolutely. And, you know, you know, you you kind of like target it. Like you know, when you go to Target, you're like, I, "I gotta buy some Q-tips." And then $200 later. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You've got a giant uh, plastic barrel of cheese balls, and you didn't even know how you got it. But yeah, yeah you know, the, the cover, that's what the cover's meant to do. So kudos to the cover designers, and I think this, the Green Lantern logo they made that's kind of being destroyed from the top down is very cool. But uh, so let's move on from that. You got another one that you, well, you picked up? I did. So I actually... so. The new comics I'm talking about are all number ones. Very cool. Yeah, I find it difficult kind of to your cautionary tale of just kind of hopping in somewhere. Because without that context, I'm like, oh, oh, I mean. And I also, too, picked up someone that is emerald-like, but not the, you know, not, not the Green Lantern. I picked up Iron Fist number one. Oh, cool. And, um... Uh, it, this one was uh, hold on make sure I got the writers and all that stuff correct where the hell they put their names though I should write this stuff down professional <laughs> I am here okay written by Alyssa Wong artist is Michael Ying uh, colorist was J. David Ramos and there's a letter or two Travis Lanham sure let's give them all shout outs and uh, cover artist I think this one is Jim Chung Yes. Um, who did some of the Shang-Chi, latest Shang-Chi comic mm-hmm. covers at the very least. Um, and the story is Danny Rand's no longer Iron Fist. 
Um, I guess he died or something. I don't know. At some point. I know. Yes. Oh, wait. Moon Knight beat his ass and took his, his Iron Fist power. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, oh, and I forgot to do it. Spoiler, 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 spoilers. <laughs> so anyway, there's a new Iron Fist, and um, they encounter each other, and, you know, things ensue. It's cool to see that, you know, though Iron Fist, or excuse me, Danny Rand is no longer the Iron Fist. He at least knows all the martial arts um, still. And the other Iron Fist is pretty cool looking. It's a cool, uh, you know, costume that's green and gold. I think that color combination is pretty good. He, too, has a kind of a 90s vibe with the top of the mask being open, exposing his hair. You know, like we did in the 90s. Yep, that was a big popular thing to do in the 90s. Yeah, and it, it's it's got this interesting story, you know, these swords and stuff. It, it, it's pretty fun. I might pick up issue number two. So I, I won't go into too much detail about this. The one thing I am going to comment on, and I don't know if this is a good thing for this comic or a bad thing, I feel like whoever was inspired to draw Danny Rand was kind of inspired by the TV show Danny Rand. Because uh, <laughs> they have some similar facial structures. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm just kind of like, mm, The less mm. I could be reminded of that show, the better, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, season two was way better than season one, but that's not saying much. Yeah, relative. Relative yeah, to season one. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, yeah, I, I will I will pick up issue two to kind of see if it, if it takes off. Um, this one, at least, uh, the, the tease to it has both the new Iron Fist and the old Iron Fist fighting something monsters there okay. you go yeah well that sounds cool that story is pretty interesting has a bit of you know um that kind of iron fist mysticism that you know you always like since you know he could channel his chi and blow up stuff with his fist so has a little bit of that it's drawn well it was written i think Alyssa wong did a good job writing it we'll go issue two with it but I don't really know what to expect from it, so I think that's kind of fun. Well, that does sound cool. Uh, I like the. I heard that they had uh, they have a new Iron Fist in town, and uh, I think that's really that's fun. Uh, that sounds like a really interesting way to take it. Yeah, a, you know why not? Why not? You know, eventually Danny Rand will be Iron Fist again, and uh, you know that's how they always do it. Will he be? Yeah. Mm. Welcome to welcome to the comics, pal. Yeah, I mean, I know, but it's like some comics, like you can't, like you the fan the fans will just won't let you. You can do it for a little bit, but no, like because what I'm saying is, is there anyone out there who's like, Danny Rand? No, Danny, my boy, Danny, bring back Danny. No. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Well, when you put it like that. No. <laughs> but like what'll happen is here, this is I'm a, I'm just calling it issue issue twelve. New yeah. Iron Fist will be around and then he'll die. Die. I put that in quotes, right? Like and then the dragon will be like and then part of it will like shard off to Danny Rand, and the other part will stick with this kid. So then they'll both be Iron Fist. Okay. 
<laughs> right. Okay. I mean, like, I think I don't think it'll get. I don't. I think it'll be before issue twelve. I think it goes for like two years. I mean, that's that's. Oh, you well, before issue twelve? Like, I mean, no. I theory, think I think it'll be two years before you get. Yeah. Uh, Danny ran back. Issue twelve. So we'll see if I continue okay. with this, but okay. I will check back in and be like, nah, dude, issue nine. <laughs> His fist is glowing again. He's back. Danny Rand's back, baby. Danny! What's happening? Danny, thank God, Danny's back. Daddy, my daddy boy. You know, and they'll celebrate by making sure that his costume has even a deeper V. Oh, yeah, dude. It goes <laughs> yeah. way past the belly button. You're starting yeah. to see some of that snail trail. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting to get some of that carrot top. You yep. know what I mean? <laughs> uh, getting back to the root of Danny Rand. Um, yeah. Yep. Oh, and space still tastes bad. Anyway, what you got for number two? Yeah, <laughs> this just ends. Space bad. Um, uh, let's see. Number two. I talked about this briefly last time, but I've been wanting to check out the new Batman and what he's up to. So I picked up episode, or uh, I should say, issue of four and five of I Am Batman. Which is a much better job of catching you. It doesn't have any sort of previously on Batman, but the writer did a little bit better of a job kind of getting you caught up on uh, what's been happening based on little callbacks and such. Um, nice. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, uh, Lucius Fox's son, who is the spoiler alert, I guess. Who is uh, a new Batman? You know, there's there's all sorts of Batman out there, but he's a new Batman, and he's in Gotham currently. But this is sort of about his transition to uh, being New York City's Batman, because I guess that's what they're going to do. Because his sister is going to be in uh, like upstate New York, getting physical therapy, and so he's going to hang out with her and be Batman for New York. But I will say that the issues were drawn very well, and I found the story to be super interesting. I also love the the ba- uh, Batman design. I should say this comic is called I Am Batman. And okay. uh, it's sort of about this new Batman and his, uh, you know, people kind of questioning his identity because he has a big metal f- uh, plate over his face. It's one of the unique features of his bat suit. It has, like, pretty much it's kind of like the standard bat suit, but then he has, like, this armored plate over his face. It's a cool silhouette. Looks pretty cool. But it's clear that he was trying to masquerade as Batman, give hope to the people of the city. And people would have been like, that's a black guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if he didn't have the face plate on. <laughs> when did that happen? Yep. And uh, it, much like they kind of, uh, much like the stories that they told about Sam Wilson becoming Captain America, a lot of these issues are about people doubting his Batmanness. But what's very cool about over these two uh, issues is that he shows through his actions how he is a worthy successor to the mantle of Batman. And now he's going to go to New York City where people will be like, oh, this is New York's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that New York City existed in the DC universe, to be totally honest. Because they have yeah, so you, many like unique cities that don't exist in our world. Yeah, you think it would go away. Or they would have just been like, well, Gotham is New York. Yeah, right? That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. No, uh, New York exists, and he's going to be going there. Uh, 
and uh yeah it was cool i liked uh i liked all the stuff i read highly recommended uh let me just give you the creative team for this so i can give them credit um because the both the episode both the issues i think were the same but if i'm wrong about that i apologize um uh, john ridley was the writer uh the artists were Kristen deuce juan uh Ferenia? I'm not good at uh, pronunciation, but uh, Juan, you're great. Uh, And Laura Braga, uh, colors by Rex Locus, and letters by ALW's Tori Petri. Is that. Do they. ALW's, do they have to just say, like, what. I'm not familiar with how lettering gets done in comics, but there you go. I guess ALW's doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's new to me. I don't know. Sometimes I'm surprised they even have like the letterer listed. Yeah, yeah, interesting. But uh, covered by uh, Ken Lashley and Juan Carlos Fernandez, highly recommended. A fun Batman story who about not Batman. And you know, spoiler alert: if you want to read this, uh, at the end of this two issue arc that I picked up, uh, he takes off his metal plate. Because he can be his Batman now and not uh, pretending to be Batman. Because I don't know what's happening with Batman. Uh, I've not really been cut, caught up with the uh, the DC universe overall. So I don't know what Batman's up to and why he someone needed to pretend to be Batman. But I assume he's dead or something. Well, if I remember, that was the uh, future state stuff is where he where he showed up. Yeah. So it's like Batman was like Bruce Wayne was broke. And he's like, I can no longer be Batman because I do not have, like, the credit score to support it. (laughs) (laughs) So I will become the Dark Detective. Yeah, that was a cool outfit, by the way. That was a good... Yeah, and then he's just like, I am now detecting. So I guess maybe he got his money back. And then he's like, hey, uh, dude, we can't have two Batmans running around here again. Um, Maybe you should take a trip slightly up north or south or further east i don't know where new york and gotham sit in relation to each other but hopefully it's not like batman v superman where they're right across i mean they're both on the coast so i don't know how that works i don't know if i don't know if uh gotham is in new jersey or what (laughs) maybe oh man that'd be weird like gotham's over there and then like metropolis is just like right across the other side now here's a question: In New York, mm. in the DC universe, does the Gotham Comedy Club exist or whatever it's called? Because that's gotta be confusing. Yeah, but maybe it's spelt different. Yeah, like maybe it's D's. Got Ham. Yeah, Got Ham. Mm-hmm. Like a hyphens in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Got Ham Comedy Club. We'll be here all week. Try the rye. Uh, yeah, but if you're out there and you want to pick up uh, I Am Batman, do it. Because it's some fun stuff. And he's got Daredevil batons that he beats the bad guys with. Uh, so what What do you got? What's another right. uh, one of your selects? Another number one. Um, this time I went a little sword and board and picked up a, uh, from Dynamite Comics, Red Sonya number one. Oh, cool. So they're doing another Sony run. Um, it was uh, written by Mirko Adolfo and Luca Ling. Illustrator was Giuseppe Confaro. The colorist is Chiara di Friancia. And letterist is 
Hassan, Ostmain, El Hau. Yeah, I sure I said all that right. And the main cover was actually drawn by the uh, writer, Mirka Andolfo. So oh, cool. the the art in it is a little bit more anime-ish. Hmm. It's the best way I can put it. It has kind of that, um, yeah, it looks anime-esque. Interesting choice for Red Sonia. Yeah, it was, this one I actually did flip through and I was like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's see what you do here. As much as I love Conan, I love Red Sony too, including even owning her first appearance. And also, also her f- number one uh, Marvel comic. Um, so big into the character. It's one of the few single issues I actually own of stuff now. Um, and her thing, she's on a mission to uh, retrieve this... Uh, a girl who was kidnapped from one kingdom and uh she's on a mission to go find this girl the girl has this strange fever and keeps referring to red sonia as her mother even though this is not her child but um she's kind of delirious there's some magic in there there's some sword and fighting in there like you do and then um there's blood Hey, can't have Red Sonia without blood. Exactly. I don't want to give away the twist because I actually think it's a lot of fun. Um, So I will definitely pick up issue number two of this. You know, the art style is not 100% for me. Um, I'll allow it. Well, there you go, Red Sonia artist. You've been allowed. (laughs) Pop Saga gives you a conditional single stamp out of the two of approval and i haven't seen it yet that's the only reason i'm not giving my stamp it you know it's just kind of it's it's kind of like what you said right when you think of red sonia or you think fantasy sword and board usually you know anime is not the first thing that kind of hops in the mind or that you know that very clean long line style Mm -hmm. um super you know you know, high contrast colors and things like that. It's not necessarily something that I'm expecting, but I think the story is interesting enough and the action in it, when we do get to it is uh, pretty compelling. And I like the idea that, you know, Red Sonia has partly known as Red Sonia because she has, you know, this fiery red mane of hair in terms of like this, you know, really awesome hairstyle here. And then the uh, girl she rescues has, like, the complete opposite. Her hair's all white. Oh. She's got these strange markings on her arms that make you kind of go, who is she? Why is she so important? And um, it's one of the first issues of Red Sony where they also gave her pants. Well, that's so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Progress, people, progress. We're, so, it's happening little by little. That's it. So it was, it you know, it was fun and it easy since it's a number one to just kind of hop in and see where we're at. And, you know, there was a lot of variant covers, though. Like, too many. Wow, that's, uh, that's makes it difficult to choose. Hey, like, 32. That's too many. You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, it was to the point where it's just like, look, when I was buying comics back in the day, it was like, uh, do you want the the chromium looking cover the holographic cover or like the 
the newsprint that looks like someone wiped their butt quality paper version of it. And you're always going, give me that hologram. That'll last forever, ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we were young. What are you talking about? I just did this last week. We were kids back then. <laughs> anyway, that's my number three. Fantastic. Uh, for number three, I got uh, the the first number one of my uh, of my choices so far. And uh, in case you didn't know, over in on the 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 Marvel universe, they're going through a little something called Devil's Reign. It's sort of a spiritual sequel to Dark Reign, when uh, Norman Osborn took over the Avengers and made his own Dark Avengers, and all sorts of crazy stuff happened. I liked that. Uh, I liked that um, that arc. So I was excited to see this new sort of uh, similar arc going on in Devil's Reign, where Mephisto has has done something i don't really i haven't really read up on the overall uh storyline but i know he's like uh wilson fisk is the mayor of new york and uh all the villains are having their day um uh, the kingpin has somehow revealed all the heroes secrets to everybody and now they're on the run and so there's a lot of these kind of one-off books not one-off they're like gonna go three or four issues i think but uh with uh with different villains sort of filling the the shoes of their heroic counterparts for instance there is a villains for hire much like the heroes for hire uh, comic book there's a villains for hire comic uh, that has uh that involves uh u.s agent um but uh what i chose to pick up because i saw this really cool variant cover that is drawn in a rat rod style which is a fun uh, style you don't really see on comics all that often, but it's called Devil's Reign Superior Four, and it's a Fantastic Four replacement. And it is, uh, it's about Otto Octavius, and he has found uh, three other alternate universe versions of himself. One where, oh. <laughs> yep, there's an Otto Octavius <laughs> that is a Ghost Rider. There's an Otto Octavius that became a Wolverine. And there's an Otto Octavius that is Hulk, and uh, they're all of them are Otto Octavius, but like they these are different universes where they were adopted by somebody who had basically you know the they have there's Otto Banner who <laughs> I think was whose stepdad was like uh, Bruce Banner or David Banner or whatever the the abusive father of Bruce Banner was uh, instead Otto Octavius's dad, and he is the Hulk, and he's got eight arms. Uh, we have like eight Hulk arms. Yeah, he's got like two oh, regular shit. arms, and then like, or I guess more like maybe six. I don't know, but uh, he's got a multitude of arms and uh, two regular arms and a bunch of arms growing out of his back. And then there's Ghost Rider Otto Octavius, who, uh, sorry, uh, Otto Blaze is his name, and he is basically just Ghost Rider, but he uses his chains like uh, uh, Otto Octavius, and then the the um Otto oh, I forget what they call the Wolverine guy but Otto uh Wolverine <laughs> he, um he says bub which is fun and he's got adamantium um tentacles that grow out of his back in addition to his classic Wolverine claws and do the tentacles also shoot claws uh, no but they uh slice people in a 
a fun way um because they are adamantium and and uh sharp but uh he basically he has he uh, wilson fisk has given otto octavius and his group of uh, otto octaviuses or ottos uh the fantastic fours baxter building and Otto has basically taken all of uh, Reed Richards' multiversal spanning portal technology, and he is, uh, well, he, he first he assumed that much like Spider-Man and, and Mr. Fantastic and all these other heroes that are what they're calling multiversal const, uh, constants, basically a, like a fixed point in the multiverse where there's one version of that person in every dimension he thinks Mm. because he is feels he is superior to everybody else that he should also uh be a fixed point or he assumes that he is and then he finds out he's not and uh he then goes about this crazy plan to um absorb all the other auto octaviuses and and become the the superior auto but uh uh, so he's be- he's Jet Li in it, kind he's of. Yeah, the one. he's becoming the one, and uh, <laughs> he's so there's a lot of fun, like him going and meeting different versions of himself, and then he is eventually. Well, there's I think there's going to be three issues. I've got the first two, and he he uh, eventually runs into Otto, or I forget what he calls himself, but it's basically Otto Octavius Doom. He is the superior sorcerer supreme, and he is uh, Doctor Doom, basically, with all the armor and everything. And uh, he, that version of Otto Octavius, is kicking the ass of the other one for being a, a dick, basically. So that it's a weird comic. The art is very good. It's got kind of a stylized Saturday morning cartoon look to it. Uh, you know, like a modern Saturday morning cartoon, but it is really fun. It's appropriate for the source material, which is kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. it, the whole comic is very bizarre, and since it's written from Otto Octavius's perspective, it's, like, verbose in a way that's almost confusing. A lot of the time, you have to, like, reread. You're like, what the is he talking about? Because he's just, like, needlessly verbose and, uh, you know, self-interested. But it is. it was fun seeing the... the uh, uh, Doctor Doom version of Otto Octavius just uh, wreck shop with all the re- different Otto Octavius va- variants. Uh, that seems pretty cool. Yeah, it's okay. cool. I would definitely check it out. And this fun Rat Rod uh, variant cover is very is uh, is a lot of fun. So definitely recommended. Sounds like yeah, it sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, Actually, let me give the creative team before I forget. Please. Uh, um, writer Zach Thompson, artist uh, uh, David Tinto, colorist uh, Matt Milla, and letterer VCs Ariana Mayer. So again, VCs. I don't know what this is, but uh, someone out there tell me why there's little, there's like little initials before everyone, the letter, every letterer's credit in comics. I don't know. Uh, with cover, the cover. Uh, variant artist that i have is is just called super log so that's fun (laughs) yeah uh super log yep he just the the credit is just super log so there you go (laughs) perhaps they are a graffiti artist or or something of that nature it does kind of have a graffiti quality to it but let's hear your final selection from the comic book uh arena 
This is just a re-up from the last list. Uh, the last list, I talked about the human target. I got book four. Still good. <laughs> still good. Can report. Still good. I did not. I saw that there, and I didn't pick it up because they didn't have all of them. And they, they yeah. only had the fourth one. But I saw Blue Beetles on the cover. Yeah, and so you know I automatically had to get it. Yeah. And I was like, Blue Beetle, of course. Ted Cord Blue Beetle. That's John's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Still has the noir feel. I love that the opening to the chapter actually has like a really old school silver age um, font take on it. It's like to this great stage of fools, but it's like old school lettering. Mm -hmm. uh, even the DC comics present just brought me right back to reading old reprints of comics. Um, it's the human target taking a trip with um ice and the blue beetle as they solve uh, like crimes as he's still investigating who tried to kill lex luther and in turn is killing him so sounds awesome it's dude it's still so good drawn well story so well there's some realizations in here that are great i mean they even fight a bear at one point you're just like, yeah, I guess you have problems with bears. And that's a thing. <laughs> and it ends on a potential explosive cliff cliffhanger. And, uh, yeah, that's it. it. I just wanted to call it out. Get it. If you're too far, if you feel like you're too far behind, the minute this becomes a trade paperback, you got to get it. Yeah, it definitely sounds like the uh, a day one purchase when it comes out in, col in a collection. Yeah. Now I do have a complaint. Uh -oh. It's not about the human target, uh -oh. but I want to use my soapbox of this podcast to be able to make an announcement. I will be unsubscribing to Comicsology Unlimited dun, because dun, dun. yeah, the changes to the app are dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Can you give us a sampling of your grievances with this uh, app? So there's no way to really explore series the way that you used to in the older app. What? Where they had things set by a lot of categories. They currently launched with two. Um, the resume feature is probably, it works, but it's Kindle-based now. So like if you're reading something and you want to see which comics that you had, you could still scroll through the list, but they have this little itty bitty picture of the comic uh, just sitting at the bottom of the screen that you can accidentally tap. Um, if you want. <laughs> that sounds like, bad. You, well, so I'm like, oh, I don't want to read this. Let me go somewhere else. So you'll be like, oh, you'll open right back up. Um, being able to view other comics in a series is just broken now oh Does fun not, way to go you Amazon. Know, like, like the first thing they offer you are the single issues to it even though a lot of the books i like to read are the collected ones so like the trade will be three rows down while they're saying hey do you want to pick up the single issue of this i'm like no motherfucker i know there's a trade here let me get that but the worst thing is they used to have the smart list feature, which they do, but this is not very smart, is it used to be like, here's all your comics. 
when you downloaded them. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, like when I'm at the comic book store at Target or wherever, I'm like, ooh, I'll take one of these or one of these, one of these. So I'll load up like 10 books and it's in order. So as I'm reading, when I finish it, I just click on the next one that I downloaded, you know, in the order in which I downloaded it. This one sorts everything by when you read it. So if I was reading something that was halfway down the list, it now auto sorts it to the very top of the list. Oh, cool. Yeah, such a convenient feature. That sounds like it sucks. Yeah, like every time I'm like, oh, got to scroll down, find it here, click through this. It is just painful. Wow. Well, uh, here's what I have to say to that. Boo, 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 boo. That was boo by the ghosts. Anyway, go. Yeah. This thing, I don't. Here's the thing. I might or might not know a thing or two about making things for people. (laughs) Sure. Let's be as vague as we possibly can. Yeah. Whoever was like, hey, we're going to make like the Kindleized Amazon version of this Comixology app should have at the bare minimum recreated the other app. Like there's no point where you should create an app and remove functionality, especially when everyone's telling you, hey, this doesn't sound good. I'm not, and I'm not even saying like the Cosmicology app was the greatest app in the world because it was not. Uh huh. But it was functional. I could search things, and I never really had to worry about losing my place when I was reading something. This one replicates none of that. <laughs> Good job, guys. So I just want to make a, a PSA. You know, I, I mentioned it a few times. I'm going to try um, Marvel Unlimited, even though I already downloaded that and I didn't necessarily care for it. I'm going to try to get my comic fixed somewhere, so I will report, but I will be uh, unsubscribing to Cosmicology after we record this. Oh, wow. Well, the, you heard it here. Uh, this will be in the past, but you've lost yourself a customer there, Bezos Dick Rocket Johnson. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'll do it right now. Oh, no! You're not getting a. You're not getting an iota more of this comic fan's time. It's too hard to use. It's too hard. Oh, that's today. It ends today. Like uh, it was going to renew. Um, it ended today, so it was going to renew tomorrow. So there you go. Wow. One more. That's it. <laughs> you I'm really out. got it right, right at the right under the wire, huh? Yeah, yeah, Ooh, I'm really bad with that. Like, I still got that SWOTOR hotel <laughs> membership. <laughs> Just got, got grifted for some more coins. I was like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, so there you go. Well, there you go. Uh, Comixology, boo on you, uh, well, which is fine. Better to go to your brick-and-mortar store uh, and, and, and support an independent small business. Uh, but, uh, but I did a little combination of, the, of both of them. Because uh, I, for my final comic I found, I, I was looking through the comics and I saw a variant throwback cover for issue 16 of the new Iron Man run. Um, and so I picked it up just kind of without thinking because I loved it because it says Tales of Suspense across the top. And oh, it's nice. and it's the all the old all the old text from the, the original Iron Man comic. Who or what is the newest 
most breathtaking, most sensational superhero of all. And, and then Iron Man from the talented bullpen where the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Thor, and your other favorite superheroes were born. It's all that classy, uh, classic uh, cart, you know, comic BS that used to be on all the different issues to get you in there and sell them to you. And I just love it. So I, I picked it up, but I haven't actually read that one because I said to myself, I'm not starting it. I've learned my lesson, Green Lantern. You've taught me well. I'm not starting it <laughs> at uh, issue 16 of the Iron Man run, and so I went on the I went on the Marvel Comics comic app and I bought the the two previous volumes, which is something I should have done in the store, but I did not see them when I was in there. Maybe next time I'll look around. I'll tell you, I'm gonna go back there next time. You know, this month uh, or in the in March, I should say. Uh, to get more comics, so expect to see me if you're listening, and I know you are. <laughs> God. Uh, please, please listen. Please listen. I know you are a guy from the uh, comic store, but um, so I did. But I did go back and I read issue number one of that of the current run, and uh, the art is fantastic, as you might expect for a book that is as high profile as Iron Man. Um, and uh, a really interesting sort of uh, story. Uh, Tony Stark is, uh, he's divested himself from the Stark uh, company and he's bought himself like a little brownstone in New York somewhere and he's driving an old muscle car and he's trying to get back to his roots. And sort of, it's, it's sort of, uh, and he's, what's cool is not only is he doing that sort of in his personal life and, uh, it's sort of it's showing his tweets and how people are reacting to it and how they don't take him seriously because how could you? He's Tony Stark. Yeah, he's he's going just going to be a regular person now. Come on. Um, but uh, he's also fighting all these old cheesy Iron Man villains uh, with um, with the uh, uh, Hellcat. Is that her name? What is her yep, name? Yep. Yeah, uh, yellow, yellow with mm-hmm. uh, like yes. black. Yeah, Hellcat. Yeah. Him and Hellcat are teaming up, and they're going around fighting these old sort of corny Iron Man villains. Uh, they got uh, the Unicorn was uh, oh, made a cameo, yeah. and uh, I forget his I forget his name, but he's like a healthcare based villain. Uh, oh, oh, um, hold on, hold on. Uh, I think it's I got I got a FHS. Man, uh, no, no. Um, Medicare. Uh, no, kind of. It's kind of like that. Oh, you know, sorry. Uh, cardiac. Cardiac. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that, that's. I was wrong. Yeah. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony Stark has donned a uh, a throwback desi- suit design. It's a, kind of a shooing a lot of the movie influences, kind of going back to the old school iron man look which is super cool and uh so that's been really that's been really fun he's uh getting back to sort of street level superhero and and the the this arc is sort of uh tracing his journey although i've heard some stuff that tells me it's gonna go in a very crazy direction so i'm very much looking forward to that but uh yeah, so bought those trade paperbacks, going through them, and I've got this issue sixteen. I'll just wait here, unopened, until I get there in the in the storyline. Just burning a hole on your desk. Yep, burning. I, I lit it on fire, and it's burning a hole in my desk. 
well, don't do that. It, I, I mean, like, figuratively, not literally. Mm, well, that would have been useful information for me yesterday. Just kidding. Let's <laughs> go there, just still smoldering. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, that sounds awesome. I bet you they're very, I bet you comic creators are very happy who are like tackling Iron Man comics now that he's not in the movies. Absolutely. So you don't have to follow those designs or try to like hint at them in any way. Like you can kind of go back to, like you said, more classic roots. Which I love. I love like the weird sort of like metal muscles, uh, big old shoulder pads Iron Man. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know I have a hall of Iron Man on top of one of my display cabinets. Of course, yeah. Your your armor, your armory. Yep. So, uh, it, it sounds exciting. Is this a suit that you think I'd want to pick up in action figure form? I think so. And at least right. at the start of it, because it, it's very much like his old. It's got like all the you know the discs, the light up discs on his joints and stuff. It's very much mm -hmm. a throwback to the. Uh, sort of the the 90s i think era all right i'm for it i'm for it but yeah check it out take a look it's it's cool it's got a it's got a couple more you know there's the way it's designed is slightly more functional i don't know if this is an exact throwback to that that time period but uh i don't know i, I really like how they the, they combine they made it look modern and they're still kind of uh honoring the the original one so it's worth checking out at the very least Awesome. Sounds good. Very cool. And let me just give you the creative team. You know, actually, I don't know if I can. The creative team for the they have just like everybody in this uh, in the collected version. It's also kind of oh. hard to find. So oh, just give us a give us the title again. And is is this is a volume one for it? Yes, this is the volume one for uh, just the twenty twenty two Iron Man. Um, I think it's called Big Iron is the volume one. And uh, the one I picked up, of course, uh, is, like I said, the Tales of Suspense, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'll give you the the creative team out of that, and that'll some crossovers, but I think the artist is different. But what's cool is that the non-variant covers are all done by Alex Ross, so it has a very cl classic, very beautiful look to it. Um, uh, the writer is, uh, Christopher Cantwell artist is, uh, Julius Ota colorist, Frank D Armata and letterer VCs Joe Carabanga. But, uh, interesting. I wonder if VC just means variant cover. Uh, well, no, cause it's the letterer. The letterer is VCs Joe Caramanga. So, yeah, well, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll find out what VC in front of letterer means yep. for another day. <laughs> Did not do it for this one, but we will figure it out at some point in the future. Next time we have a pull list episode at the end of this uh, this upcoming month, we'll we'll have all that information for you. Maybe if we remember. Yeah, um, <laughs> but that's going to do it uh, for us today for another week of Pop Saga. We very much hope that you enjoyed this comic book focused episode. As always, if you don't, you can join us and join the conversation at our Discord. Check the show notes, and there's going to be a Pico link in there. That's going to have all the different links to our social media. We've got Twitter, we got instagram we've got gmail all those links can be found within there as well as the link to our merchandise store you can find that out too 
and see if there's any cool mugs or shirts or I don't know mouse pads. Do we sell mouse pads? Who cares? Yeah, maybe. If not, you can use a shirt as a mouse pad. If you want a mouse pad from Popzaga, you let us know. We'll sell you anything. Uh, and as always, <laughs> we have to thank Burton M6 for our incredible theme song. It's the, uh, it always brightens my day when I hear it, and, and I hope that it brightens yours as well. You can find a link to his Fiverr page in our show notes, and then you can hire him to make some beautiful music for you. And as always, what we like to say at the end of uh, every episode is that we hope... However you're listening to this, wherever you are, you're feeling happy, and you're feeling healthy, and of course, we'll see you next week. Remember, folks, when you buy a comic book, an angel gets its wings. Oh my god. Go out and buy some comic books, guys. Yeah, buy a couple. Or maybe it's clap. I don't really know how that works. Whatever. Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.